another episode of D-List of the Podcast. And if this is your first time listening to us, then yes, you're going to be disappointed. And also, I'm Michael Kane. And I'm Allison, and I second that thought. I approve that message. That they're going to be disappointed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no refunds. No. Sorry, no yeah. refunds. Store credit only. <laughs> Not even that, no. Oh, remember when you could go into a store and get credit? Those were the days. What? Oh, because we can't go into stores? Yeah. But did you go into stores anyways? Michael, I love them all. You know I love them all. No, I'm done with them all. (laughs) I just like to wander. So, yeah, and you can't do that now. And a lot of people can't do that now. A lot of people are working from home. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're starting with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been working from home for like a million years. Yeah. And... I don't think I've even come close to mastering it. But since Allison and I work from home, we're going to give you some tips that may or may not be useful. They won't be useful. Spoiler alert. But we're going to give them. You'll have them. So. Yeah, you'll have them. Don't say we don't give you anything. (laughs) But before we do that, so Marie Kondo, remember her? She has some tips for you. Marie was the one who wanted you to, you know, trash your books. And now she has a book of her own out, a book that I bet will just do nothing but spark joy, more than a vibrator. So that book is called Joy at Work, Organizing Your Professional Life. So it's perfect for these times right now. She's very timely, Marie Kondo. So Marie talked to People Magazine and gave them her tips on working from home. Okay, so Marie says that the keys to successfully working from home are creating a healthy environment, having a consistent routine, taking time to recharge, and accepting that sometimes things are going to be chaotic, which I'm taking that to mean that it's okay to like, you know, fuck off work for the day and watch old episodes of Britney Britney and Kevin Kevin chaotic. chaotic. Yeah, that's definitely what she means. Yeah, there's there's no other explanation for it. No, that's absolutely it. So Marie also says to create some kind of workspace. And if it's possible, like outside of your bedroom, and a lot of people, it's not. But, you know, like, like, declare your dining room table as your office, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So then she says that if you want, you can create a little ritual to signify that you're moving from your personal world to work world so like marie she has a tuning fork on her desk and she hits a crystal with it and i guess it makes a sound like a little chime yeah Yeah. and that lets her know it's work time and by the way she sells that on her site for 75 dollars goo poo yeah she's like don't forget to pick up one for each room yeah do you have a little ritual that will take you from personal world to serious businesswoman world. Yeah, my ritual is that I pick up my attache kit case um, and I slip on my two-inch uh, pumps and I'm like, I'm a businesswoman now. And I like spin in a circle and I'm like, here I am. I'm at work now. It's time to get to work and do the grind and bring home the bacon. No, I don't do anything. I, my office is kind of like, Marie Kondo where it's like you know your office is where 
you're going to put your computer for the day. I don't have, like, I used to have a designated office, and then I had a baby. So she, the computer moved out. Um, oh, you should kick her out. She can sleep in a uh, laundry basket. I've seen cartoons. Honestly, she doesn't even pay rent. So, oh, yeah. like, we, I, I've got to step up. I've got to, like, anyways. Um, but, like, my ritual is just that I sit down at the same time with coffee and sometimes my breakfast, sometimes a snack, an early morning snack. And I, like, tell myself, okay, I'm going to get to work now. That's it. Like, mentally, I just go, okay, go to work. Okay, yeah. So that's, yeah. I guess, like a ritual. Yeah. So she, that's, she says to do a ritual. So the second thing mm-hmm. is that Marie says to keep something at your desk that sparks joy. So Marie keeps, it's like a wooden egg that she rolls her palms over, I guess, like, I don't know, some kind of meditation shit. And guess what, Allison? Is that also available for purchase on MarieKondo.com? It is. $40. Goop is shook. $40? That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's like a wooden egg for $40. I, I, can, give, I can give you 12 eggs for $3.99. And they're are real. they wooden? No, they're real eggs. They come well, in brown or white. Well, then like when you roll them under your palm, they're going to like crack and you'll get like all this egg shit all over your hand. And that's wonderful if that's your kink. Yeah, but, but then if it gives, it's not, but then it gives you like a project to do. Then you're like, oh, I've got to clean this up. Time to put all my Marie Kondo skills to good use and clean up. That's true. Do you have something on your desk that sparks joy? Um, I'm looking at it right now because I'm also recording from my desk. And no, I don't. I don't have anything that sparks joy. <laughs> I was like a... waiting. I was waiting for you to say like, you know, day to night Barbie or something, and then you say nothing. Well, I mean, here's what I do have. I've got a faulty desk lamp from Ikea, and it gives off sparks every time I turn it on. So technically, I have something that sparks, not necessarily joy, fear, danger. Michael, oh, yeah, that do, sparks what, something, yeah. yeah. Um, what, do, what do you Not have a dildo. I know you expect me to say that. That's on my office chair because mm-hmm. I'm a professional. But it's actually something mm-hmm. that... Um, you gave me many Christmases ago. Oh my god! It's a mug. So Allison made me this mug, and it's like has a collage of all like my favorites, like Prince Harry, Bailing, uh, Phoebe Price, Latoya Jackson, uh, Bianca from Beverly Hills Teens. So she made me like a uh, a mug, and it's all their pictures. So that's like sparks joy for me. Oh my god! I completely forgot about that. And How you, could you? Michael, you know that my brain is like 90% pizza squeeze at this point. So <laughs> memory is not my not the strongest uh, card in my deck. If you I will. mean, it's your Mona Lisa. It's better than the Mona Lisa, honestly. Yeah, it should um, be in the Louvre. Yeah, people should not be lining up to see that old hag. They should be looking at that beautiful coffee mug. Yeah. So that I'll, I'll put it on our inst- on the dealer Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah, okay. Sure. So, anyways, so the third tip from Marie is to take breaks. Duh. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing is to keep your workspace tidy. Like, put your phone in the drawer. Not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> sorry. And keep snacks out of reach. Again, who does Marie think she's targeting with this advice? Because it's not humans. It gets worse or better however you want to um, see it. So at the end of the day, Marie does this. 
It's very important that our mind is at peace when we are working. It's very hard to be effective and efficient when you have a lot of worries or anxieties going through your mind. You can meditate in the morning or even before bed. I like to spray some incense or fragrance in the air just to help finish each day with positivity and gratitude. At the end of the day, try to focus on and appreciate what you did accomplish rather than what you failed to accomplish. Do you do you do that? No, Michael, I'm going to be totally honest with you. And I this is not a joke for the podcast. This is for real. There are some days where at the end of the day, I cannot remember the stories I wrote about. Like if someone asked me, what did you write about today? I'd be like, I can't remember. I'd have to. That's good, though, because that means you're like closing the door on work. No, it's which is what you should do. But I don't think it's intentional. I think it's more like my brain is just like eternal sunshine of the spotless minding myself. I don't know why, because it has to reset. But do you see that? I don't see that as a bad thing. You see that as a bad thing? I see it as a bad thing because I feel like um, I feel like my brain is like made of jello pudding. So. Delicious. I mean, you know what? Yeah, what am I complaining for? I've got a beautiful head full of pudding. Um, what do you do at the end of the day? Uh, I just lie in bed and I obsess over who is mad at me because mm-hmm. of some email I wrote. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's what I think about. I think about like, oh my God, I wrote that email and I said this word in the email. That person hates me now. <laughs> See, I do the opposite what you do. Like you forget like kind of everything that you've done in the day. I obsess over every little thing I I did and obsess over how bad it was. Oh, and yeah. obsess over losing money. I always obsess over like, I'm going to be homeless tomorrow. <laughs> what? Oh my God, do you know what I realized? I've got the brain of a yellow lab and you've got the brain of a chihuahua. Yeah, uh, an even more neurotic chihuahua. <laughs> I, I mean homeless you really go to bed every night thinking you're gonna be homeless yeah or i wake up like that like oh yeah i'm gonna be homeless next week i don't know i just you know i think like all these horrible bad thoughts <laughs> so you- i do the opposite of what marie kondo tells you to do which is to think positivity yeah no not gonna happen you're like you're like i am thinking positivity i'm thinking that i will positively be homeless by the end of the day yeah so <laughs> what are your tips allison being a at home professional, mm-hmm. what are your tips for working at home? Okay, so my first tip is this is a serious tip. Always have a shower in the morning, and I know that that's just a general that's just general hygiene advice from your aunt Allison. Always take a shower and wash yourself. But I find that for me, if I have a shower in the morning, I'm more ready to I'm more in like the mode of it's time to be awake as opposed to it's I need to be in bed do you know what I'm saying yeah I can um well for me there's like two kinds of showers right there's like showering getting ready and there's like shower relaxing and for me it's I prefer like a relaxing shower so that's why I shower at the end of the day oh see I'm yeah so I'm taking a stand-up pores bath so I'm just watching like um, like I'm washing my pits and my creepers and I'm like getting ready for the day. Yeah. It, yeah. Like obviously, yeah. If you, a relaxing shower at the end of the day is good though when you work at home because sometimes you need that. Um, but also if you shower in the morning, you're not going to be in your pajamas. So one question that everyone always asks me whenever I tell them I work from home, because I don't really have any other friends that work from home. People ask me, they're like, oh, do you work in your pajamas all day? Like they're like, isn't it so much fun? You just get to work in your pajamas. 
And I can honestly say that maybe save for, you know, maybe a day I was sick or something. I don't work in my pajamas. I get dressed in clothes. I totally do. But like pajamas or comfortable clothes? Because I'm in comfortable clothes. I'm in comfortable clothes. I sleep in underwear and I get up and I put on sweats and that's, I like, I don't put on pants. That's still, no, but that's still clothes. That's still clothes. Well, sweats are pajamas, pretty much. No, uh-uh. If you can wear it to the grocery store and not feel like your life is shambolic, then I can oh, wear I, can, I can wear pajama bottoms to the grocery store and not feel like a mess. Who cares? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And then my other advice working from home is don't eat too many hot foods at your desk because it's going to get on stuff and then you're going to end up spending more time cleaning your keyboard and like you'll be typing like oh that something feels greasy because you've like spilled like hot cheese on it yeah um or like i've eaten pizza sometimes and it's like stumbled out of my hands onto my keyboard yeah and then you then that's like a whole thing then you have to take like 45 minutes and clean everything you've got to get like the little q-tips and all the spaces and stuff yeah that's a good tip don't eat hot things eat sandwiches and try to like rotate your body away from your screen also it kind of feels like you're taking a lunch break and you're just chatting with your coworker, a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your tips, Michael? You're you're definitely you are the expert at this. I'm not the expert because I'm horrible at it. But I think like like Marie Kondo said, routine. To me, it's mm-hmm. all about having a routine. It's mm-hmm. like getting up around the same time. You know, some people say, well, you know, I like to meditate or like to do this before I work. I say whatever works for you, but make sure you're like sitting at your workspace kind of at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try not to stick to my routine too much. Like sometimes in this, like I'll schedule an appointment in the middle of the day to shake things up. Yes, it's the little things in life. You're like, you know, uh, everything in moderation, including moderation. Exactly. So then but to me, like, yeah, routine is very important. The second thing is I make a list every single day of things that I need to accomplish. And I put everything from small to big on it. Like, even things that I do every single day, no matter what. Like, make a birthday list for the site. I'll put that on my list. Email this person. Work on this code. Uh wash, you know, the dog's pee-pee area because he wears diapers. He has to get his pee-pee area washed every day. So I'll put that on the list. Like every fucking thing I'll put on the list because then when I like accomplish it and I check it off, I feel it gives me like a little boost. You're a completion checker. So it feels like, oh my God, I did some. And then I want to do the next thing. So that works for me, like doing a list and putting anything and everything on it. Mm The third thing, which I'm not doing right now because all the rules are out the window, is I try not to keep too many, like, easy-to-eat snack foods in the house, like bags of chips, box of cookies, because, like, let's say I'm working on a post and I get stuck. Mm -hmm. What I do every time I get stuck is I get out of my chair and I walk around the house because I'm trying to, like, come up with something. Mm -hmm. And I'll immediately my mouth will like pull me to the kitchen i'll open the cabinet and if there's a bag of chips in there i will 
like eat it the whole bag without thinking because I'm like trying to write this post in my head and I'm like mindlessly eating. And before I know it, the whole bag is gone. So I try, I mean, now who fucking cares really? I mean, I've eaten so many bags of chips whole, but usually like I try not to do that because I'll eat everything in sight. And lastly, the one thing I missed most, probably the only thing I miss about working in an office Mm -hmm. is uh, gossiping with my coworkers. Oh, that was so fun. So in the middle of the day, you know, just shit talk to your desk lamp about the ficus tree in the corner. What a shady bitch that ficus tree is. So that helps to to, um, take you there. So moving on, I don't really, I don't have a good segue for this one. I don't have a good segue usually, but I really don't have one for this one. <laughs> it could so. be from the shady ficus tree in the corner to shady commenters. I don't know. I mean, it works. Look, it, again, all the rules are out the window right now. Okay, up is down, black is white. Well, so, making sense is never a rule that we apply here. So no, yeah, th- no. that's a classic rule for us. Yeah. But no, but everybody's like on the same page as us now, so it's okay. So as you most likely know, Florence Pugh and Zach Braff are a couple who are dating. So you might be uh, from a generation of people who is familiar with Zach Braff, uh, a.k.a. JD from Scrubs, or the character of Zach Braff from Garden State. Um, He is 45 years old, and you might be younger or just you might just know of her. Florence Pugh is a British actress who's 24. She's very popular this year. I should say last year, 2019. Um, she was in a bunch of movies and stuff. She's going to be a Marvel movie. She was in movie. Midsummer. Midsummer. She was Little in Women. Little Women. Yes. She was in, you might, there was this movie she was in called Lady Macbeth. I think that's kind of how she got hot. Yes. So she is dating Zach Braff and they've been dating for about a year. And in general, they don't, they're not like all over each other on social media. They're kind of quiet about it. You just sort of know they're together because sometimes you'll see paparazzi pictures of them walking around and whatnot. So, I don't know if I would say quiet because they're to not me, quiet. They're not quiet. They're just not like, um, they're, they're not, not like, shoving, but like she posts about him. She does, but yeah. they're not, they're not filming like a daily TikTok yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yet. I mean, again, all bets are off when you're on the inside. So she does post about him. And, like, it was his birthday on April 6th. So, of course, she gave a shout-out and a birthday message to him and a picture of his face. And it was all, like, very kind of what you would do if you were dating someone. Um, But because Zach Braff turned 45 and she's 24, a whole bunch of people kind of stormed into the comments to let her know that they think it's super gross that she is dating somebody who is so old um i mean it's not we talk about age differences a lot on this podcast and there are some real capital g gross ones like yes he the first year he was able to drink was the year she was born but i think that there have been grosser ones regardless regardless they're both adults yeah they're both adults but a lot of people on in her Instagram comments were like, this is disgusting. So and they have before, like, I think she's because she's posts about him every now and again. And mm-hmm. I think he may have posted about her. And people always say like, girl, he's a grandpa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. People do not keep their feelings to themselves when it comes to their relationship. 
the age difference. So um, a few days after she released the, you know, happy birthday picture to him, she released a four minute video to Instagram uh, addressing the situation and calling out all the May, December haters. Although I guess it's really more like May, October. Yeah. May, September haters. Yeah, Anyways. No. So she essentially, she said that what they were doing was bullying her and that it was a type of abuse. And here's a little bit of what she said. Okay. It is the first time in my entire Instagram life that I have had to turn off the comments on my page. I have never been an Instagram page that encourages that. I have never been an Instagram page that likes that toxic uh, vibe. I have only been an Instagram page that tries to bring some light and tries to be positive and tries to make people smile. I will not allow that behavior on my page. I'm not about that. It makes me upset. It makes me sad. Um, she also sort of referenced the coronavirus situation by saying that we're all in a time where people should be coming together and not bullying people for no reason. That was her words, bullying people for no reason. Yeah. Um, she's not going to turn off the comments. Like she hasn't turned off the comments on any of her latest posts. She had the comments on her, you know, Instagram video. She's definitely going to keep posting about Zach Braff. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but here's where Florence Pugh stands. She does not want you shitting all over her relationship with Zach Braff. I think she would probably be more okay if you filled the comments, um, you know, asking how she pronounces her last name. Pug. But let me ask you this. Are people, okay, I know people are trashing their relationship because he's older than her. Mm -hmm. But I think also some are trashing the relationship because he's Zach Braff. Do you think so? Well, I mean, okay, Zach Braff once said, like, he was done dating famous women. Right. After he dated Mandy Moore. And Mandy Moore, she had a song on her album Wild Hope. She had a song called Looking Forward to Looking Back. Mm -hmm. And, like, sources these anonymous sources were saying that it was about the song is about a shitty ex and these sources were saying it was about zach braff because he was insecure narcissistic and cheated on her mm-hmm. and she wouldn't confirm nor deny mandy Moore. so okay. people bring that up like he's a douchebag right and also too doesn't zach braff sort of have a reputation for dating younger women not Totally. I mean, yeah. not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, but yeah, it's, yeah, he has, like, I think his last girlfriend was probably like 10 years younger, you know, so he, yeah, there's age difference. Yeah. But I, yeah, but like you said, he's not a Leonardo DiCaprio. No, but he's, I think probably what people are saying or like wanting to see is like, Zach Braff is kind of an asshole and he definitely goes for younger girls and that, like, Florence Pugh is just going to be one of many, you know? Probably, but... <laughs> I mean, I can't get into their minds. I don't know their business, but... <laughs> yeah. But it's also, like, I mean, I get... I think, because when I watch that video, because I'm just... My first thought is always, like, do not read the comments. Yes. Secondly, 
close the comments if you have a problem with it. Thirdly, don't post about it if you have a problem with it. But from her video, it seemed like she wants her Instagram comment section to be, you know, like love, positivity, supportive, uplifting. I'm like, girl, that's not the internet. Go like go to a yoga retreat if you want that. Yeah, I I get that vibe too, that she wants a lot of like, hey girlfriends, hey sisters, hashtag like yeah, and it's it's not that that's yeah, that's not Instagram especially. Yeah, and I like I get that she's upset by the hate comments. I would be too, but mm-hmm. again, don't read them. I mean, she's successful. She's got uh, an amazing acting career going on. She's dating a dude she's into. She's got money. Don't read that shit. Like, instead of doing that, do something, you know, more productive, like working on your Russian accent. Did you listen to a Russian accent in Black Widow? Michael, yeah, I did. And it that's is- what she should be doing. <laughs> I tell people my sister moved out west. Yes, you need to spend more time. Don't be filming four-minute videos for Instagram. You need to be looking in the mirror and doing, like, vocal exercises in Russian. Allison and I will now go over five stories, starting with Prince Harry. Prince Harry is friends with uh, primatologist and anthropologist Dame Jane Goodall. And she talked to Radio Times while promoting a new documentary she did for National Geographic. So she says that Harry and his brother William are champions of the natural world. Like they're against the illegal wildlife trade and supporters of the campaign to protect endangered species. But they also have hunted animals for sport, which of course Dame Jane does not like. But Dame Jane thinks Harry's hunting days are over because Meghan Markle doesn't like hunting Mm -hmm. dame jane say that five times fast dame jane dame jane dame (laughs) jane dame jane dame jane (laughs) oh she sells she sells so i think that like i think he's gonna stop hunting but i think it's Mm -hmm. gonna be because he lives in america now because according to american hunting laws you a hunter has to wear at least 400 square inches of orange clothing when they're hunting and let's be honest, that much orange isn't going to do a ginger like Harry any favors. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> I That image is my fat material for the day. <laughs> but, you know, if Harry ever wants to shoot up a wild furry beast with hot loads, he knows where to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Demi Lovato did a Disney movie. Moving on to Disney after that. Oh, Demi God. Lovato. <laughs> Did a Disney movie with the Jonas Brothers back in the day. And she was also Excuse on... Excuse you, Camp Rock, Michael. Oh, my God. I'm G- not... Give it a name. Do not... I'm not here for this Camp Rock erasure. Okay. Camp Cock. And she was also on Barney and Friends with Selena Gomez when they were both kids. So Demi tells Harper's Bazaar that while she's stayed friends with Miley Cyrus, who was also a Disney star, she's no longer friends with Selena Gomez and the Jonas Brothers. Uh, Demi performed at the Grammys in January, and it was the first time she performed since she allegedly overdosed. And Selena, like, had words of support and love for her on Instagram. So Demi told Harper's, when you grow up with somebody, you're, oh, she said this, sorry, about Selena Gomez. 
and that post that Selena made, you know, supporting her. When you grow up with somebody, you're always going to have love for them, but I'm not friends with her. So the Instagram post felt, and then she stopped and said, I will always have love for her. And I wish everybody nothing but the best. So fill in the blank, Allison. Fill in the blank. The blank is that if Selena was Selena and Demi were still on Barney and Friends. Uh, Demi's version of the song would be, I love you, you love me. Girl, don't act like we're friendly. <laughs> A number one hit, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> number one on iTunes. But to me, like, Harper's really going, I'm going to go to Barney as well. Like, Harper's really should have asked Demi if she's still friends with Barney, which I hope not, because she's a recovering addict, and he's obviously still a crackhead. So they should not be friends. We're getting a letter from Barney's lawyers tomorrow. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly Barney does drugs. <laughs> so a farm called The Best Little Hen House in Texas posted a video on their Instagram of a bunch of chicks. Not women, like chicks, you know, mm-hmm. the, the farm animal. And Martha Stewart commented on it with, and I'm going to try my best to verbalize this. Um, M as me sure you feed and water them daily and keep the heat is as no MK in S as ND when you can finally come back to New York City who is going to take care for them. <laughs> she later followed that up with what a mess I have been drinking. I love that the first one is confusing but the second one clear as day i've been drinking. yeah maybe she got somebody else to to type that out for her. michael i know that you're a big fan of the sims what's the name of the sims language again oh god soul <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know oh is my it, god i'm so it, embarrassed is it called is it i've heard someone maybe it's called sim simlish it's called drunk martha stewart exactly <laughs> exactly oh my god but see, look, Martha's a mogul, right? Mm-hmm. And she's very busy. But who knew that when she gets drunk, she also works as my mom's ghost texter. My mom texts, I'm not even joking. So like, one time she texted my sister and I with a happy Holly Dunday to you. And I'm like, who the fuck is Holly Dunday? And my, do you know what she meant to say? Um, Happy Holly Dunday. I uh I I don't know. Happy Holy Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is Holly Dunday? <laughs> who, who wishes someone a Happy Holy Sunday? <laughs> it was su- your- it was Saturday. No, it was I Sunday. Love your- <laughs> so much. <laughs> it was Sunday. So. Oh my god. Kate Beckinsale Beckinsale. She has a new boyfriend, right? And we all know she has a type. So. If you're of age, but look like the member of a junior high school Sum 41 cover band, Kate will date you. Which, I mean, I'm going to put this out there. That would have done it for me when I was 17. What, the, a junior high school Sum 41 <laughs> cover band member? Oh, yeah. Well, not, so you and not Kate. junior high. high school, once they got to high school, yes. But I don't know if I'd have the same feelings when I was yeah. Kate Beckinsale's age. <laughs> So in the past few years, Kate has dated comedian Matt Reif when he was 21 and she was 43. And she dated Pete Davidson when he was 25 and she was 45. So Kate, who is now 46, is currently dating Canadian musician Grace Goody. And he's 22, but 
He looks much younger for his age, right? He definitely looks like he gets carded all the time. For like Gatorade, he probably gets carded. Anything with anything with caffeine, like Mountain the Mountain Dew one that's Red, like extra yes. <laughs> extra caffeine. They're like, Where's your mom's son? So a source tells People Magazine that they've been dating uh, since earlier this year and they're self-isolating together at her house. Kate is friendly with Machine Gun Kelly. There was a rumor that they hooked up too. And Grace Goody collaborates with Machine Gun Kelly. So that's probably how they met. And Pete Davidson is friends with Machine Gun Kelly too. Also, Kate has a daughter who is 21 and her daughter apparently doesn't mind that Kate dates uh, emo twinks. Oh, my God. I mean, look, to each their own. This is definitely like, you know, we're talking about Mm -hmm. Florence Pugh and Zach Braff, like the age difference is big, but it's not yucky. But I mean, personally, I feel like Kate Beckinsale, she needs to love herself more. And I don't mean that she needs to stop dating guys in their 20s. I mean, she's got to stop dating guys with dumb skate park nicknames because that is embarrassing. It really is. Yeah. And like like you said, like dating a 22-year-old with a fetus face, okay. But like self-isolating with one, that's when I think like she goes too far. And that's, it was today, after reading this, that I learned Kate Beckinsale's kink is probably waking, walking up to a toilet with its seat down and covered with piss. <laughs> Dr. Jeff Smith is a veterinarian in Danville, Virginia. And one of his employees has been filming him at lunchtime because she found it weird that he washes his oranges with soap and water, which I do that right now. Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of doing that right now. But then she watched him eat it and he eats his oranges whole, like the peel and everything. He eats it like an apple. Yeah. So she posted the video on TikTok, but it's like a cutie. So it's like a thinner peel. And the video went viral. Because why not? And Dr. Jeff explained to BuzzFeed why he eats orange peels. He said, I started eating whole oranges after reading about the added vitamin C and health benefits of the peel. I have grown to love the zesty taste that the peel adds to the sweetness of the orange. Zesty taste. Is he working for Big Orange or something? I think so, yeah. Sounds like marketing copy. You know, I, yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't a full-on orange. It wasn't like a navel orange. It, yeah, it was a clementine, maybe a tangerine at best. So the skin is thin. It's easy to bite through. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, he's not wrong. I know that, like, when I was pregnant, people told me that the um, the white part in between the skin and the um, fruit, the pith, uh, is like healthy for you and there's vitamins and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ate the pith. But I think we're missing the bigger picture here. It's that this is a guy who cuts off dog balls for a living. Like eating an orange hole is not the grossest thing that he's going to do all day. And now <laughs> you said dog balls. And he... <laughs> <laughs> what? Because <laughs> dog balls can kind of look like a cutie. What kind of dog bite ball? <laughs> What? what kind of dog has orange two two orange balls? A little bit orange. A ginger dog. That's a wrap for us. Uh, we hope that you're all healthy, safe, and mostly sane in your alone places. And mm-hmm. thank you for listening to us during these times. If you've got a tip or a note or a question, you can email us at dtp at delisted. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Michael, have a happy Holly Dunday. Oh, happy Holly Dunday to you. Till next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>